Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. WAAF Boston, the only station that really rocks. My name is Mistress Carrie. Thank you very much for tuning in. And we were talking about it earlier. The guys from Magpie Salute are now in the WAF studio, and I am trying really hard to keep Maddie from creeping you guys out, and it's not working. So my apologies. Wait, who's here? Yeah. Oh, the, oh I didn't even notice you guys. Hey, yeah. how are you guys? Good, 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 to, good to see you. Thanks Welcome. for coming in, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks. We appreciate uh, you guys coming in and that you brought your guitars because yes. you're going to play acoustic for us, which is awesome. Absolutely. So Maddie, uh, who's on from three to seven as part of Maddie and Nick, is a psychotic super fan, which is why I asked Mike Shue from the Hillman Morning Show to be in here as well in case we need to. Be the muscle. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> between the two of us, I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to keep him contained. And if not, the taser is going to be just fine. That's cool. Yeah, that'll work. So. I'm, I'm described as uh, earnest. I'm a very earnest person, Excited. and I have I'm a man of great passions. No, no, no. It's called psycho. Okay, There's a definite fine. definition of what earnest it is that you are. People. Yes. <laughs> so you guys are in town p- playing the Cabot tonight. Yes. And you were just talking a second ago about this tour and wanting to pick different kinds of venues. And normally, when you come to town, especially when you did before with the Black Crows, the Orpheum was the site of some epic shows there. But the Cabot's a little bit of a different vibe, right? Is that the kind of venues you were looking to do on this tour? We're just kind of all over checking it out, you know. Like everyone, we never see these places until we show up sometimes, you know what I mean? So, But yeah, the Cabot's a cool old theater. A theater setting I like, you know, because it sounds good. Theoretically, it should sound good. And it's, uh, you know, kind of what we're used to. When the Crows early on started, we were had the opportunity to jump into arenas, but we were ready. We wanted to do multiple theaters because we just thought it was like a cooler setting. So that's kind of the path we went on. Those old those old theaters, they sound really oh, good. They, the they sound amazing. The newer yeah. venues just don't sound as good. They they're don't not have designed the vibe. for music. Yeah. yeah, they're not. They're just designed for basketball or or something. You know, so it just sound reverberates in a massive way. The uh, record that you guys are touring on High Water One is incredible. Oh, thank you. And uh, I want to talk about this cat right here, John Hogg, for a second, because talking about the Crow days, Carrie, if I could use a local analogy. Here we go. Like, whoever steps in after Tom Brady. She's grabbing the taser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just relax. All right, I'm coming down. Even if the guy ne- after Tom Brady is awesome, it's going to be a tough road to hoe at the beginning. You're stepping into massive shoes. And John Hogg, Doing anything with Rich Robinson, if you do anything vocally with Rich Robinson, it's a tough situation to step into. And I've watched you become a front man. You, you're vocally, you're, you're controlling the stage, you're awesome to watch sing, I love it. And a song like Colorblind on this album is a post-racial anthem for a new generation. And that could only come from your voice. Your, your brother couldn't bring something like this to I the mean, table. Rich it's special. About doing it in blackface originally. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I advised him against it. 
that would, I don't, I'm not sure that would have worked, John. Yeah, it seemed like a bad <laughs> Advise me not to. You were pushing me to do it. You're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Well, look, yeah. we didn't have any cameras in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a special song, man. Uh, yeah, and, no, and thank if you. Check it out. Uh, High Water One, get the album now. Listen to all the songs that are. But Colorblind, I think, stands out in terms of, you know, I don't know where it stands musically. Uh, they're all my favorites, but it's a special song. Yeah, There's sure. a lot of personal stuff on there. You can hear it when you sing it, yeah. I think we might be having a problem with your microphone. I uh-uh. don't know what's going on in uh-uh. the other room, but we'll have we'll have them check it out. But uh-uh. what, it, it, when you're talking about a, a post Black Crows project, when you have success in a band like the Black Crows, and you make it to the top of the mountain musically, and then for whatever reason the band disbands, it, the pressure to reinvent yourself and get out from underneath that shadow, the umbrella of something that was so successful. To come back out again, that that's got to be really difficult for you. You know, it's odd. It's yeah. it's like I mean, luckily we were oblivious to pressure. We never allowed anyone to put pressure on us, just ourselves as as kids. I mean, I was nineteen when we made Shake Your Money Maker, and all of this success came. And I always like to say that no one cared enough about us to have an opinion when we made Shake Your Money Maker, <laughs> and then we sold enough records that no one could ever tell us what to do. So it was kind of like we were left to our own devices, uh, probably to, much to the chagrin of people who made a lot of money off of us because we just kind of went all over the place, you know, coming off of a record like Southern Harmony, making a Morica and eggs, and just the journey that we took musically. And so that's the comfort zone that I've, that I've been in and been fortunate enough to be in my whole life, you know, of doing this. And so when we put this together... It was really just for fun, and that's what's cool about it. It's just like we got together and was like, "Yeah, this is a, this is real. We're better with each other. So let's just keep doing this. Let's put a show up for sale. Let's put four shows up for sale. Let's put a tour up for sale and see what happens." And so the the organic nature of how this thing was born was really cool. Um, but to finally sort of be on tour all last year, celebrating the music that we all made together. And then focus our energies on, well, let's be, let's do this for real. You know what I mean? Like it was last year was fun, yeah. but let's step into that. Mm-hmm. And so we all decided we were going to make this new record and we wound up making two, two and a half records worth of material. And so we made High Water 1 and 2. But, you know, it is odd to think about where we fit in because there, there's a, a large portion of us that were in that band. And we're not ashamed of it, and we're not trying to hide it, but we're really also excited about doing what we're doing now. So excited that that's why we went in and almost 30 songs came out in yeah. a couple That's of weeks. incredible. Yeah, you, you mentioned know, High Water 2, which isn't released yet, but it will be. Uh, when when will that be released? Or, uh, next year or something. If we were hung up about anything else, we wouldn't be flowing like that. Right. Well, Mark, you're Mark Ford, Mark F. and Ford, one of the greatest guitarists to ever walk the planet uh, oh, okay. in this band. Um, you're prolific yourself as a songwriter and a great singer. Uh, in your own right. Thank you. So this band really is, like I remember when you guys were first coming around, you had the three mics out front, you know, even, and it was like you didn't know who was coming next. You know, that must be a huge uh, tool for you guys. Yeah, and not a lot of bands do that. Right. It is cool. Mark and and John and I's voices are very different, but they blend really well together. Yeah, they do, as we're about to hear. Yeah, Yeah, well, the sound check was amazing. (laughs) I want to ask about that, too. You guys are, maybe your dirty little secret is because people like me who love you guys and love rock and roll, you're a guitar band, but you're secretly becoming a vocal band. This album is very rich vocally. (laughs) 
No pun intended. Oh, my God. Really? Can we just let him play? Uh, We're going to let you guys uh, show everybody what we're talking about. So what are you guys going to play first? What are we playing, guys? What are we playing? Shut up, man! I'm just going to take a verse. I'm going to take a quick verse, John. John's tired. They just did a show last night. Oh, my God. There's a there's a you know there's a cowbell in that other room. Why don't you go wait Ooh, in there? No. You can right, jam right with back. us down Guys, the hall. When he gets in there, lock him in there. <laughs> what are you gonna play first? High water. <clears throat> Title right. track. This is the Magpies Salute live on WAF. WAF Boston, the only station that really rocks. We needed a few minutes to keep Maddie from hyperventilating because the Magpie Salute are here in the WAF studio. Are you well, okay? Guys, There's a I lot can... of concern on the text line about your mental and physical well-being. Are you holding an... up okay? I can announce this, right, guys? We were just talking off air. Uh, tonight at the show, I'm going to do a one-hour acoustic set no, just no, to start things off. No, uh... you're, no, you're not. No? No, no. no. That's right. it's definitely not right. happening. The band will. Yeah, <laughs> you were uh, you were talking before um, you played, and you were talking about you, you know uh, this new project and whatever. And we were I, I found it very similar to the concept. Now that I'm a newly divorced person, about how having a band that that's successful and then creating another band that now you know what you're looking for in a project, and so it's like the second wife. It's the it's the the post divorce second wife that's supposed to be the upgrade, right? Exactly. Isn't that? Yes. Exactly. So it's supposed. I got. I got to get your mic up a little bit there. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah, it is. You know, it's it's just you get to you kind of have the benefit of twenty twenty hindsight, you know, and to look back and be like, ah, you know, this, that's where that went wrong, hmm. you know. Sometimes you don't know what you're looking for, exactly. but you know what you don't want. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. not Absolutely. everybody does. You know, right. If you don't learn from your mistakes, you repeat it. Right. I find it hilarious that all these years later, you guys are now in the WAF studio, because I've been a fan of your music for so long, and that weed is legal in Massachusetts. The whole world is upside down now. <laughs> if I had known that years ago, we would have had that to look forward to. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. <laughs> you know. You guys exactly. got to, uh, you know, Rich, you got to, off Carrie's point, like, you got to set this one up the way you wanted and and kind of do it the way, you, with your vision and your voice and all these voices. Like Mark was just saying off off camera, off mic, um, you know, you guys have all done this before in some variation, you since you were 19, which is insane when you yeah. think about that. Um, and so you knew what you're getting into, so you set the parameters. And how, in, as you sit here with this new record, how do you view it's been going now you know this far into it i mean you know to me what i like about it is just how it just it just kind of happened it was a natural growth you know it was like like i said it was oh let's do a show let's do a tour let's make a record and i think that that in its nature uh is gonna lend itself to be a lot more um healthy mm. you know because mm. everyone just, it's just kind of like taking it a step at a time there's no five-year plan like huh. Of domination, right. what we're gonna do? Yeah. We're gonna do this, and by this time, we're gonna, you know, to us, it's just like let's make some music, and that's there's no sort of there's none of that pressure that we're putting on ourselves. So then we are able to make this record the way we want to make it. You know? Yeah, the vibe and, you can feel it on the record too. This type of vibe, Carrie, you know, it, it translates acoustically so well. Did you write it on the acoustics first, or what? Most of the songs I write on acoustic, and guys, not sure about Mark and John, but. To me, if the song can hold its water in its most basic form, which is on an acoustic guitar, then it's the best. I mean, that that kind. Of, then you can put anything on it, and it's a skeleton of the song. Also, we did a, a little acoustic run, the three of us, 
in Europe for a week or so, and that when we were forced to figure out how to perform these songs to a whole club with just us, mm. we really got to learn these songs and how good the songs are. Like you know, besides all the musicianship, that just just the tunes are really nice you know we got to understand them a little bit better we've had a lot of bands come in the waf studio and and you know whenever anybody says we don't know if it'll translate acoustic that's the kind of thing i think of because you can always i mean we had anthrax play acoustic in here if anthrax can play acoustic anybody can figure out how to pull it off but you can tell with the way that your parts all flow together that it was written that way in its origin because it sounds so good yeah there's there's a lot of people on the text line that are wondering about the name of the band, and I know that's got to be one of the most difficult things when you put a project like this and you fill it with so much passion. What what do you call it? It's like picking the name for your kid, right? Yeah, it's a little intense because <laughs> you go through the obligatory, really silly names for years. They are like a year coming up with. Wait, you got to oh, because yeah. it was organic the way it came about. You know, we're not, no one was trying to hide the fact that we, most of us are in the Black Crows. So we were like, when we decided to put up the shows in New York at the Gramercy for sale, we're like, well, we got to call it something. And I always personally liked the word magpie. I just thought it was cool. And, and then just looking into it, it's the cousin of a crow. People in the UK and different parts of the world salute the magpie to have a good day, ward off bad luck, whatever. The way, when you salute, you say we come in peace. The way you salute a magpie is by saying good morning, Captain, which is a crow song. So I just thought all of these things made sense to me, you know, and I, I sent it to everyone and they, everyone was in on board. Cool. Yeah, that's very cool. They did Good Morning Captain on Letterman as one of the all-time greatest late-night TV performances, I thought. Um, I miss Letterman's live yeah, performances. You guys he always did such it. a really good job with his performances. Yeah, he, was, he was a big music fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you could tell. Yeah. yeah, he knew what was good and what was... Uh, but tonight, Beverly... The Cabot Theater, Magpie Salute. You'll be doing all the songs in this album. Just it's gonna. This show is gonna rock. We we're just talking about how now people are. It's gonna are, rock because you're not playing. Well, yeah. well, there's that. <laughs> They're playing, not you. Yeah. But we were just saying, like, you know, people are learning these songs now. They're knowing these songs, and it just it just makes because you guys played. Uh, I was telling you at the beginning of the summer. Um, where is it? New Bedford, I think. And the album had just came out, and Rich was like, "Hey, man, we're doing them." And the people who love you, of course, are like, yeah. And then there's a contingent of people who are going to a rock show, kind of like, well, I don't know these songs now, but you guys have already noticed that change, and people know these songs, and they're yeah. digging them. Yeah, exactly, which is really cool. Can't wait. All right, well, um, I, I, I know that I speak for everybody here when I tell you in all seriousness that, like, he's not going to shut up about this for about a <laughs> decade. So you guys have made Maddie's lives by <laughs> saying yeah, his life by saying yes to coming up here and playing live for us, so... Thank you guys so much. I know it's a little hectic on a show day to, yeah, man. you know, grab all your gear and come down here. And you got a bunch of us in the studio gawking at you. And <laughs> we're videotaping it so you'll be able to watch it later at WAF.com. But we just really appreciate you guys coming in. And the, the, yeah. it sounds fantastic. As a Black Crows fan, to to see you guys all in this new project and have it sound so good, it's, it's awesome to see uh, this new project do so well. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, guys, I can't thank you enough. This is a dream come true for me. Literally, I envisioned this when I first got the gig, and and so I just I appreciate. It. I love what you guys are doing. It's rock and roll, Carrie. God forbid. I know a big I... fat rock and roll band is playing rock and roll tonight. Why are you yelling at? Me? I don't know who I'm angry at. Why? Why are you? I don't know. Out? I don't know. I'm overstimulated, Rich. Oh my God. Rock anger. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> 
I think guys. it might be sexual frustration, <laughs> but it's something. That's all rock, though. Too right? much coffee. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Too much coffee. All right, one more round of applause for the Mad yeah! Pass here in the WAF studio. Thank you guys so much. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.